Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Well, guys, we have a special guest with us. As usual, our guests are always special. So today we have Coach Dean Brown with us. Who is Coach Dean Brown? Well, As a renowned business coach, Dean and his team offers tailored strategies to maximize productivity. They empower you to overcome tech talent challenges and enroll five to 15 new clients in 90 days, merging mindset and automation for high ticket lead generation. Catering to motivating motivated professionals, they provide solutions for lead generation, sales, and revenue scaling, empowering you to reach beyond 50K per month. Their methods guarantee success, backed by a 100% money-back promise. They employ macros method to align your mind, body, and spirit, guiding you to create an authentic seven-figure business. With that said, I now present to you Coach Dean Brown. Coach Dean Brown, how are you doing today? I am almost perfect. As a matter of fact, the effort to restrain myself from being perfect is what's wearing me down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being facetious. I'm happy to be here. It's so good to be with you again, Cleonia. I really enjoy your company and your humor. And I just figured I'd throw a twister in there to get things started because everybody needs something to work towards. And you know what? You're in the right place where you are now. You're not in the wrong place. You're not doing the wrong thing. You are where you belong. And that is near perfection. So I'm not wrong. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. So Dean, how about you, Coach Dean, tell us a little bit more about your profession, what you do, how you got started, and why you do it, everything. Well, you know, it's ironic because I've tried to tell this story uh, briefly all the time, but always in a, in a different way, a different order. And I found the most effective way is to start at the beginning. So that's what I'll do. Uh, in my case, I was brought up by a, uh, a military fighter pilot who uh, had fought in World War II in a small town, 400 people in Northern Ontario, Canada. So uh, it was lots of land, like what you see behind me. This is actually a shot of that area up there at a place called Melwell Lodge. Uh, which is where I do my corporate retreat. But anyways, so having grown up there, there was no internet. There was no cell phones. This is, you know, back in the 60s and 70s kind of thing. And it was learn how to be a real man or wish you had, because there was always conflicts with the natives in the area. This We were in, in a basically a native area. And of course, crown land all over the place. So all kinds of natural challenges. Right. So the, my dad was tough on me. My dad was tough on all of my my siblings. So as I grew up, uh, you know, I, I tried to please him. 
and I try, you know, my dad is, he's the mayor, he's the biggest business owner, you know, I, I should try to be like him. But the thing was that he wasn't right with himself. Mm. So when I tried to emulate that, I ended up not right with myself. I didn't even know it. So as time went on and, and some of the failures became more epic, <laughs> it actually led me to a place where I, I tried to take my life more than once. And I'm here to talk about it. So obviously I was unsuccessful at that, which is okay. That's a failure I'll accept. So, <laughs> so uh, in the meantime, of course, you know, now the, I'm well into my thirties at this point, And I've realized that what I was taught by society, school, my parents, friends, all these different you know, institutions wasn't serving me because it wasn't allowing me to be me. And that's what drove me to those depths. And my strength from all of that and my just absolute refusal to give up in so many dire circumstances actually allowed me to survive it and not keep trying to be, you know, successful at what I was already a failure at. So, you know, having said that, it's it's terrible for me not to share that with people, that experience, that ability to be, to, to lose, you know, choose to lose everything and then choose to gain it back again. And, you know, and I've reached amazing and i've been through bumps and bruises it didn't take it was a long time coming i worked my bleep off uh you know literally figuratively spiritually all of those things uh so many paradigm changes and that's why i call myself the paradigm changer uh because habits the way i think the way i speak uh the way i don't speak uh if necessary you know the various challenges that we face and how i face them now are so different, vastly different from way back when. And I'm still the same person. I've just come to another level and then another level. As the universe threw obstacles at me, I learned how to you know, be a better person, build a better business, fill in the gaps for lead generation, understand what it was to, have, to help people with technical problems in their business, help people understand what it was to understand the heart, the mind, the spirit, the connections, the things that make us who we are ultimately, or the things that we hide about who we are if our ego gets in the way. So these are the, I got to open the gates of love, the vibration of achievement and abundance with myself in order to be able to help other people get there themselves. So that's where I am now. I'm, I'm just loving the journey. I'm having, uh, you know, being able to control your dreams is something. Uh, being able to have your dreams come true is something even beyond that. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it's what I've learned in my spiritual journey after being in the hospital for so long with cancer and, and surviving that and, and being, you know, a, a survivor, which is what we're supposed to be, right? We're here to survive. We're here to live. We're here to understand the, the contrast between spirituality and physicality and the way that we're actually connected so deeply into that. So thank you so much for have, having me here and let me say that. I really appreciate it. No problem. Perfect. So with that said, we're going to move right into the mental health part of this interview. So with that said, I'd like to know, what is your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed? Well, that was a, a diagnosis of, of uh, attempted suicide, suicidal tendencies, uh, aggression, anger, um, withdrawal, social withdrawal, and uh, tended to violence. So uh, that was a, when I was, uh, let me think now. That would have been 2010, so not that long ago. And, uh, you know, that was uh, actually, I was, I was 2010, that's what's that? We're 23, that's 13 years ago. So, you know, I would have been in my, in my late 40s kind of thing. 
early, you know, getting close to early fifties. So that's uh, that's a late time in someone's life to have that kind of crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people struggle a lot sooner than that. And I was, I was belligerent. I didn't give up. Right. So it took me to a longer place, but a more powerful place when the time came to, you know, for example, release suppressed memories. <laughs> what an experience that was. But anyways, yeah, there you have it. Okay. So tell us more about your mental health story of resilience. What did you have to do to overcome? How did you go walk us through the whole path and your journey? Well, I've been doing that since we've been speaking or I've been blabbering along. That's yes. essentially what I've been doing. Uh, you know, bottom line, seek help when you need it. Uh, bottom line, don't think you can do it or should do it yourself. Uh, because that's, you know, no man or woman is an island and we are human. We came from the spirit, but we forgot how to be that pure. That's why we're here. We're going to have those experiences and learn those contrasts. And sometimes they're, they're taught out of us. And, and our connection is lost. Our guidance is lost. So uh, the, the path is, is individual in every case. Um, I've known people that were, you know, struggled for decades before mm-hmm. they made the decision to change, as opposed to myself, who I, I wasn't, well, I guess I should say that about myself, but in a different way, because I felt I was confident in what I was doing. Meanwhile, I'm, what I'm talking about is other people being in a place where they knew they were doing it wrong. I felt I was doing it right, right? So it was one of those where I, if I'm doing it right, why is it working, right? And that's the thing that makes you wonder, like, okay, I was taught to do this, and I did that, and I was taught to do that, and I did that, and, I, and, I, and if, if, you know, I was among the top five or the top whatever, and so why is it so terrible, <laughs> right? Why is it not working? Why is it not leading to abundance and happiness and joy? It, it was truly mystifying at the time. Now I understand it completely, <laughs> but then it was like enough to drive me mad and try to take my life. I figure I don't want to be here for this. This is too much pain, too much confusion, too much hurt, too much no closure. It just wasn't working, you know, and, and it, you know, that included a, a family of five children and a wife at the time. So, you know, the progression goes on, the, the lessons go on. But like I said, it's individual. Everybody's going to have different needs, different depths, different expectations of themselves, different experiences that brought them where they are now. And, you know, the street fighting, the, the drugs, the crime. Uh, the self-abuse, looking in the mirror every day after you know taking as many drugs as I could, and still stay conscious, you know, drunk, whatever. Uh, how many times can you look in a mirror and do that, right? So you know that that leads me to to reconnecting with my mother, who who was I was separated from when I was three. I mean, so I could bounce all over the place and go all through all kinds of traumas and memories and challenges and things that shaped me and you know the way I had to learn how to go to sleep when uh, when I was living above my dad's uh, hotel on the top floor, which was only the second floor because it was an old building. But I had to listen to all the people in the, the men in the bar, fighting, drinking, listen to the the, the, the the pool table, hear them, you know, until essentially I couldn't fall asleep till the bar closed. Uh, yeah, and that was, you know, there's all kinds of that going on. As the, the mayor, the son of the mayor, I was picked on by all the old local kids and I had to learn how to fight early and I mean, think about this. You go home after being beat up by three native boys or three brothers, if you want to call it that, to tell your dad that you've just been beat up by three boys and have your dad beat you up because there was only three boys. So I think about how that would shape you. Uh, so, so, you know, I can't imagine, I've never experienced anybody having experienced that other than myself, but we all have that uniqueness. And that's why I say it's uniqueness and, and it's so individual. But 
if you've been through it, you can help other people get through it too. And that's the key. The love is the key. Loving you, finding out that you need to love yourself so you can properly love others. Mm -hmm. So, so crucial. So crucial. So tell us, you mentioned you struggled, suffered with um, suicidal ideations. Walk us through one of your suicidal attempts and how that, how, how that was, what, it, what was it like? And what made you stop? Ah, I didn't stop. I got saved. Okay. So walk so, us through that. Uh, so that, <laughs> uh, so I'm efficient. If I'm going to do it, I want it to be painless. I'm not going to, I'm already suffering. I don't want more pain. I want it to be a relief of the pain. So it was going to be exhaust from my vehicle. And, you know, <laughs> I don't want to glorify this. This is not why I'm sharing this, but I do want to warn people mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that, that it's as easy as this. And so what I did was I took the shot back, uh, the hose for my shot back, the long, narrow one. It would essentially fit that far and you just close the window up to it and boom you've got a perfect exhaust run that hose to, from your shop back to your exhaust and it's you, you got 10 minutes maybe 15 with the engine running uh so at around the 12 minute mark when i was already doing one of these someone showed up and uh knocked on my window and i of course gave them one of those and told them to go away and they as well, to my visual perspective, they left, but they didn't. They called 911. So almost at the end, where there wasn't a whole lot of hope of saving me, they actually did save me. Um, I didn't have my door locked for some strange reason. Uh, I didn't expect to get found. Uh, so that was the ironic thing. Um, so yeah, that was that was that. And then of course being arrested, and now I'm now I'm a threat to myself and my family. So that that's part of the uh, you know uh, admission to the mental hospital. Uh, and then it went from there. Okay. Wow. You see, sometimes it's like we have, we, when we have, when we have a purpose in our life, you know, sometimes God will just open a door for us to not, for it just not to work. <laughs> so, it's, so it's for you to fail. Yeah. That particular endeavor. And thankfully, I mean, I, I failed twice. So I, I'm so thankful for that. I, I mean, my children are thankful, you know, my current wife is thankful, I'm thankful, my clients are thankful, my friends are thankful. So, that, you know, we're, that means we're here to, with a purpose, we're here to fulfill one. And that was the uh, the thing that I cling to is I knew that if the universe is going to save me twice, and I'm pretty damn good at, at, at you know, causing things to to happen, if I truly in, in want it to happen, then there's a reason that I'm not making this happen. Right. You know? Definitely, definitely. So my next question is, what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your low points? List all resources. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was my biggest resource. Uh, determination, inspiration, commitment, intention, you know, a realization that, wait a second, I put a lot of energy into getting where I was. Uh, you know, I became the best at so many things and it was just such a, such a poison situation because I had to use aggression and in some cases violence to get there. And, you know, it, it, it stopped being worthwhile and, and it stopped being fun. And so, uh, you know, on the opposite side of that, I realized, well, wait a second, I don't want to go through that. Anymore. I want to have some fun. I want to enjoy what I'm doing. 
be at peace with where I am and, and where I'm going and so on and so forth. So meditation, mindset, mindfulness, as opposed to mindlessness. Mm -hmm. So mindlessness, if you don't mind me explaining, is, is a situation where like 99% of the people on this planet that are exposed to social media, their phones, their, you know, and overreaching governments, societal challenges of war, whatever, uh, they're going to be in a place where they're, they're ex experiencing negative vibrations, low vibrations. And that's, that's what I wanted to work against that. I wanted to be in a place where I, knowing full well that there was a huge difference. I started to research these things, the law of attraction, the, the power of vibrational and magnetic forces in our body, uh, how emotions are, are can be measured in vibrationally with a specific frequency for each uh, emotion and so on, and light can be, and they're very, you know, everything has the Fibonacci sequence and, and just the laws of the universe, gravity, polarity, uh, oh my goodness, it just goes on and on and on. And, and there was so much to learn and understand that because of where I lived when I was growing up, I didn't have access to that. I didn't even have a library that I could go to at any given time unless the school was open. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And it was just an elementary school. It was nothing. It was just, you know, to grade eight. So, or the eighth grade for Americans. And uh, so, you know, it was, there was no internet. There was no place to get information other than what I was forcibly taught by a father that, you know, what he was like. Right. So when it was time to change that, it was a whole new experience of learning where to look, how to find, what to look for, what to reject, what rabbit holes not to go down, all that, you know, what's real, what's not, what's, what's the scam, what's not. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and, and depending on how you were brought up to what to understand i mean i was you could almost say i was computer phobic so i was around when computers before computers became a thing so i watched them become something from nothing so you know i watched that progression and i found it in, in, intimidating and yet here i am you know if you would imagine that i mean here i was today creating this amazingly deep accountability program for my clients uh on excel and if, because of this AI component that we are now learning about, it has been such a big bonus in our in our work lives, work and lives, uh, because what an amazing tool this AI is. Now, it can be frustrating, as I, as uh, you and I were discussing earlier, Cleone, but that's one of the, the great lessons about life is that everything follows a pattern. Everything follows a learning curve. Everything follows the requirement of awareness so that you can make proper choices to notice that you're noticing so you can make a choice that's different from the one that isn't working. These things that are so subtle and yet so easy to flip over and make something totally new out of uh, that you was there the whole time. The energy was there the whole time. You're just transforming that energy. You're transforming yourself to re have a, a new perspective on what that frequency should be by a simple choice. I'm not going to do that anymore, which after you start to learn about negativity and positivity and the power of the difference of that polarity, you stop saying, I don't want, and you start saying, I want, and start using the difference, the opposite thing, the positive thing, the positive thought, the positive words, the positive actions, because you had a positive thought that was not negative. You can't have two thoughts at the same time. You can have lots of progression quickly. Yes, you can have that, but you cannot only, you can only think one thing at a time. So, the challenge is this. You can also only feel one thing at a time. You can't be angry and happy mm -hmm. unless you enjoy being angry. Right? <laughs> right? So I, you, I, 
having said that, the irony was I used to be, enjoy being angry and violent and, and aggressive and stuff. I wasn't satisfied if I didn't subjugate somebody else with, with some form of physical aggression to make them do what I wanted them to do. And, and that is such a terrible thing. And that was what destroyed my life. It became a poison in everything I did. And I couldn't allow it to continue. So the opposite had to happen. And that's when I started to understand how the opposites had been there the whole time. I just didn't see them. And that's the disaster that, is, that life can be, is the answer's there. It's not being hidden. We're just not looking in the right place. Or we're keeping ourselves from looking in the right place. Or we're being manipulated to not look in the right place, which is very common these days, right? So the ability to be a critical thinker, to have an open mind, to be aware of everything that's necessary to actually grasp a, a required truth so that you can make a, a deep, deep choice based on that full understanding of, of what that truth is for you. That is the transformation. That is the source, the resource. And it's not anything you can go down the street and get. It's something you can get where you are now from the inside. You don't have to go to a store to buy it. That's the problem. The answers aren't out there at the store. They're, they're, they don't exist online. Unless you're watching me right now. <laughs> but having said that, the, the, the truth of it is, my friends, brothers and sisters, this world is connected. We are one blood. We are truly connected through the quantum entanglement that if you were able to understand through spiritual connection that is speaking you through your, to you through your emotions, that is giving you the guidance you need every moment of every day when you're sleeping, when you're awake, when you're fighting, when you're loving, when it doesn't matter. You are being guided by your spiritual truth in all things. That's what people call morality. The people that blocks that is called your ego. But the answers are there. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, the next question I have for you is, what are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point? Wow. <laughs> you know, I've thought about this many times myself. And I've been asked this question before, and yet the answer doesn't come easy. Because at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know what I needed. I just needed out. I needed the pain to stop. That's all I knew at the time. What would my resources have been? I had tons of resources at the time. Well, maybe not because I had lost my job a while ago and I had lost my pensions and savings and, you know, wasn't yet skilled enough to properly run a business. So I had lost a lot of stuff again. So I was down to the bare minimum. There wasn't a whole lot left. Uh, and I felt that everybody was better off if I wasn't here dragging them down. So, you know, it was, that's a terrible thing to say, but it was the truth. And it is the truth for many because I've been a mentor for people that wanted to commit suicide. They called me on the phone saying, hey, man, I've got the gun in my mouth. What am I going to do? I'm saying, oh, here's a phone call I'm not going to hang up on. Stay in a strong signal spot and help this guy out, right? So mm -hmm. I, when you've been through it, it, it's transformational experience if you choose for it to be. But the thing is that that transformation isn't going to be the same for someone else. It's totally different regarding who that is so three resources my goodness three things that you uh, wish you had available sure yeah three things i wish i had available you know at the time i was rejecting everything that i had available because i wasn't true with myself uh so truth to myself maybe at the time but that would have prevented me from from being in that situation so you know i've conundrumized this many times through my head and uh, you know it's not an easy thing to answer because 
it's so individual. And it, it, for me, I didn't have a clue. I didn't know. I was reaching. I just knew that I had to keep reaching. I couldn't. I had to claw my way out of that well. I just didn't matter if I could climb the walls or not. I just had to get out. And and I mean, like from afterwards, when I realized I had something to to, to live for and a purpose and, and, and a mission, that's what I mean. I had to get away from the stuff that was keeping me from that. Uh, so it was desperation without any. It was a long fight or flight, essentially, for the first long quite a while, uh, mm -hmm. just not even really knowing what to do, uh, just knowing what was right and wrong, and choosing from the tone that at the moment was probably the most powerful thing. Okay. And what words of hope would you give to our listeners? What would you tell them wow. for someone who's hopeless? You know, call bullshit on me, but you are loved. People that, that know you love you. They might be a little frustrated with you at the moment. Uh, and there might be good reason for that. And I'm sure that that is something that everybody's aware of in the circumstance that you're in. But my brother, my sister, you are worthy. You are worth being here to share your story if you're at that place you've got something to share it's been a shit storm for you and you got something to share so there's power in that what is that are you gonna let that power destroy you or, or recreate you and 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 with that recreation is it going to be in another form of debauchery and, and anger and hate or is it just going to be an awareness that you've only explored the dark side and the light side is is just a choice away every moment of every day so the choice is there, my friends, the, uh, my brothers and sisters, if you need me, call me. Uh, if it's three o'clock in the morning, I don't know, I turn my phone off. So if it happens to be time zone wise that it's three o'clock in the morning, the odds of answering are low. Your best bet is to text me first, tell me who you are and that you need help because, because I get a lot of scam calls. So don't just call me out of the blue. I need to know that it's you calling and that there's a need for it. So, uh, you know, a text saying, I need your help. This is the number to expect to call and then call so that I understand what's going on. It's not like a scam call. Uh, and I will be here for you. If you want to reach out to me online, I am so reachable in so many different ways. And, and I love that. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 a powerful thing. Resources are as much as they may seem impossible to reach or find or or achieve, it's not on the store shelf. It's not in social assistance. As much as we may need that at the time, the answers, those things may help. They may not. I mean, when I asked for social assistance, they made me want to lose more than what I already had in order to qualify. So I had to be less of an individual in order to qualify to become more of an individual. So the system doesn't make sense in many cases, and I get that. And it is so frustrating and heartbreaking and irritating. And you want to drive a truck through the front door. I get it. Been there, done that. I get that feeling, man. I get it. But you got to hold true to yourself. What is the next step for you? I get you got to protect your family. You got to feed your family. I get that. And, and you know, uh, one guy helped. Uh, he was going to take his life when his baby was three weeks from birth, his first child. And, and he didn't, bottom line. And today, what a joy to watch him grow and, and to post about his business being successful and his family being successful and taking vacations and what that is why i was there that is why you are here you'll get that chance you just don't know when you just don't know how much if you're not there to be available for yourself you can't be available for anybody else mm, love that love that 
Okay, so we're going to take a switch in the interview a little bit. As you can okay. see behind me, there are some books that say the music of my life. Okay. And those are my books that basically talk about um, music therapy and my journey with bipolar disorder. So with that said, I'd like to know what type of music do you like? Oh, I'd even play a song for you if you want. I like heavy metal. I mean, heavy, heavy metal. Catch, being. The singer better be able to sing. I'm not into this growling, screaming stuff. You better be able to sing. Now, I don't mind some like that. That's That adds character and flavor to the to the sound. But mm -hmm. if it's all that and I can't understand it, what's the point? I, I need to be able to understand it. Or, or, or why am I listening? Right? And it can't be just crazy noise. It has to be, the instruments have to be well-crafted. The, the music has to be well-blended. Uh, and a perfect example, as many people that don't like them, many people love Metallica. What? Mm -hmm. But they have a penchant for every song has a theatrical flow to it, like an opera. And many people that study or know opera, when they hear Metallica, say, wow, that could that could be an opera song. Uh, and the show or the, the progression of the song and how the story is told in the song could easily be an opera play, right? Based on, uh, on all. So I appreciate craftsmanship, but I also appreciate a high, strong, powerful energy. My favorite band is Man of War. And one of their, my favorite songs is called King. And it's about how we have to understand that. And he, and he talks so many things about the law of attraction and how you just have to step forward and not be afraid to die because that's not your choice. The choice isn't yours when you pass, right? Unless, of course, you choose to commit yourself to that path that I realized was wrong. But ultimately speaking, this is what always got me to that place of always being willing to start again the next day with a, with a fresh eye because when I stand up, with purpose all the people that are against me go oh my god he's getting up again what am i going to do right he's not get staying down and that's what made me get my dad to stop beating me was when i wouldn't get down i i i mean i wouldn't stay down i i got up over and over again and i, I said you have to kill me to keep me down and that's the last time he struck me so you know extreme i apologize maybe tmi i, I apologize but truth truth bomb can't be denied the truth and that's the best thing that'll get you through truth. Okay. So I guess the song that if I would, so my next question was to say, was if you were to think of a song that best describes it, but your journey, what would it be and why? Would it be King? Would it be Man of War King? I can easily share the link with everybody if they want it. I love that song. I listen to it. It's like an anthem to me. So it's a very powerful song. I'd be happy to share the link with that song. Yes, I thank you very much. Um, and why would you say that song would be your anthem? Oh, because it speaks to me about the transformation I've been through and the and the, the the decision I make every day to to be the better better than better today than I was yesterday, and to um, not let all the naysayers and the 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 rock throwers and and all the the haters. You know, I I just take that as as making my foundation stronger. Not. Cool whittling me down that they fuel me to know what i'm doing wrong only to make sure that i've noticed that i'm noticing it so that i can do it right if i actually am doing it wrong mm -hmm. because those are my critics so if they see me doing something wrong then maybe i am used to say i'm not i'm not perfect so hey if you see something i should change i'm willing to listen and i'll even get on a call with you to let you bitch at me if you want to <laughs> if you really want to take it that far i've got a thick skin been through too much near-death experiences and, and you know hurting of other people that it's just you can't hurt me nothing can hurt me 
and the watchful eye, you know, it's it, it's it doesn't matter how you come at me. I'm going to give you a big brother response, so to speak. I might be a tough one, but it'll still be a big brother response. Awesome. Awesome. So how can we stay in touch with you? What are your social media handles? Well, I am Coach Dean Brown on all social media. Uh, it doesn't matter where you go. If you search Coach Dean Brown, you'll find me. Uh, I have uh, learned how to brand myself and make sure that I use the same pictures and the same, all that. It doesn't matter where you go, you see the same thing. Uh, so that's one of the things that makes it easy. And of course, I do have uh, a link tree link that I'll happy to share with you in the notes so that that also takes you to everything in one place. So if you, if you choose to may want to work it that way, you can also do it that. So. Perfect. Well, Coach Dean Brown, thank you very much for being a guest on our show. I appreciate your transparency and for sharing your nuggets with us. So My pleasure. Yes, my pleasure. And, you know, it's uh, when you asked me that one uh, earlier on about the three resources, uh, it got to me a bit because it was one of those that I haven't worked my answers through yet. And you know what? It's because there isn't one. Just to let you know, uh, I got where I got because of what's inside me. Okay. No worries. No worries. Well, thank you very much again. So, and to all you resilient minds out there until next time, please subscribe to us on all our platforms. And don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Also five join <laughs> Five stars. Yes. Also join the community of resilient minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleonycrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life on all Amazon marketplaces to get to know me better. If you can think of one person that will receive the value from today's show or connect with Coach Dean's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at only Cleone or Resilient Minds 365 and today's guest at Coach Dean Brown. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live in abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I'm signing off.